Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of I've Been Thinking About It. My name is Christian Yearwood, your host of course. That song was called Temptation by Joey Badass, uh, one of my favorite artists. Uh, but today, we're going to be talking about several things. Um, but this episode is, is going to be surrounding the case of Julian Assange, uh, the founder of WikiLeaks. And we're also um, we're going to be taking a look at his case and basically the consequences that it has for our our fundamental rights um, as global citizens. So, if you're not familiar with um, Julian Assange, uh, he's the founder of WikiLeaks, as I mentioned before. Um, he's Australian, um, so he's an Australian activist and and journalist, and. WikiLeaks is a, a non-profit organization that publishes uh, documents and classified media from anonymous sources. Uh, it's important to note that the leaks, um, the documents that come uh, from WikiLeaks, they're from insiders uh, working in various government organizations around the world. So the documents uh, that WikiLeaks publishes, they do not come from the hacking of these government ad administrations and org organizations as they claim. So WikiLeaks is not a hacking organization. Julian Assange is not a hacker. He doesn't um, hack governments uh, to obtain this data. Uh, so WikiLeaks publishes documents uh, or secrets um, from all different types of places. So it can range from the film industry, the oil industry, weapons manufacturing companies um obviously he published documents exposing government war crimes and also various human rights violations that have taken place um within the recent times most famously in, in 2010 uh wikileaks published a video of a u.s military helicopter killing civilians in iraq um a van arrived to help the wounded uh, civilians that were hit by the the drone or the helicopter and another strike was ordered to, to basically kill those people as well um, those are civilians the, like these are not they, it, they weren't terrorists they weren't um, radicals um, but this is this is the level of criminality um, which governments of the world have seemed to kind of drone out and distract us from and and even numb us too, you know. Um, documents also reveal that 66,000 civilians were killed, which was more than what the US government reported at the time. So, without WikiLeaks and Julian Assange and his organization, we would not have known any of this, right? So, because of this, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks became an instant enemy of the US government for publishing um, these documents that the whole world should have known about. Um, the whole world should have seen them, the whole world should have known about them, they should have never been hidden. 
um, you know this is very important uh, stuff that we should we should be we should be um, privy to right uh, most importantly about WikiLeaks and Julian Assange is that not only are they exercising the right to free speech um, they're also um, pushing for freedom of information right so the leaks specific to the war in Afghanistan they were leaked by uh, Chelsea Manning um, Chelsea Manning she was a former or yeah she was a former US uh, Army intelligence officer and again I just want to stress this because the governments uh, of the world they like to use the excuse of oh the documents were hacked uh, you know they were fabricated they were doctored right this is absolutely not the case these leaks specifically the Chelsea Manning leaks and the leaks that WikiLeaks publishes they come from insiders in the government right these these come from actual people employed um, by the various government organizations right so they, they came from a top-ranking U.S. Army intelligence official, right, Chelsea Manning. Um, so the result of this was that Chelsea Manning was charged under the Espionage Act. Um, and, and the crazy thing about the Espionage Act is that it was an act that was used on spies, right, um, in the Cold War era. And basically, when you were charged with the Espionage Act, you are guilty as charged, right? You receive no trial in front of jury to argue the case in court, right? So, someone accuses you of stealing their whatever, it's like you're guilty as charged. You don't even get to uh, have your um, trial here, you know? You don't get a fair trial, basically, right? So, this is a complete spit in the face when it comes to free speech rights, freedom of information rights. And the right to a fair trial, right? So, why one know about this as well? Essentially, there is no habeas corpus. So, habeas corpus um, essentially means that you have the right to be brought in front of a judge or court to fight your charge, right? Um, this is a fundamental pillar of our modern judicial systems, right? I mean, without the right to a fair trial, there is no justice like there is no there's just simply no justice like that is that is wrong right again this is this is a fundamental pillar of our model judicial systems if you accuse me of something i should be able to go to court and argue my case for why it might um what you're charging me with might not be uh reasonable right but again with the espionage act you're guilty as charged. You only receive a sentence, right? Um, you don't get, you don't get to appear in front of a, a, a judge to, to argue your quick case, or you don't get to appear in front of a jury to argue your case. Um, so, as I said before, this is this is a complete spit in your right, um, spit in your face uh, when it comes to to to, to the rights um, that we supposed to have as as, as humans, right? Um, so, essentially what this means, right, is that America is keeping political prisoners. Just like the Eastern countries and China, Russia, and, and those in the Middle East who hold political prisoners, America is doing the same, right? 
So again, this is absolute hypocrisy because America would love to claim, they love to claim that China is so authoritarian and Venezuela is authoritarian and all these different countries in the Middle East are, are terrorists and radical and, you know, America is holding political prisoners, right? America is spying uh, on journalists, right? Um, America is imprisoning whistleblowers like Chelsea Manning. Um, so, it's, it's also important to, to explain that this is a bipartisan effort, right? So, both Republicans and Democrats, they're fully committed to this cause um, of basically persecuting journalists for telling the truth, essentially, right? So, Chelsea Manning is in prison as we speak, um, and she was first sent to prison in 2010 uh, and was released in 2017. So, she served about seven years at first. But then, she was sent back to prison um, for refusing to testify against Julian Assange before a grand jury in May 2009. Uh, so just to clarify the, a little bit of the timeline uh, um, of how this happened. So Julian and well Chelsea Manning, she went to obviously WikiLeaks to publish the documents. So WikiLeaks published the documents. The U.S. government proceeded to arrest Chelsea Manning and also charge Julian Assange um, with the espionage, obviously. So. Chelsea went to jail uh, for seven years and basically Assange was living um, in the Ecuadorian embassy um, because he requested political asylum. So he was living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London um, from about 2012, right? And only recently he's actually they actually have began the process of extraditing him so as we speak he's sitting in in a prison a maximum security prison in london so he no longer has political asylum for ecuador because the ecuadorian government changed and they they were they changed to a more favorable uh u.s administration basically so the president of ecuador basically revoked um Julian Assange's political asylum um, within the last year or so. So Chelsea Manning, right, was sent back to jail because she refused to testify against Julian Assange um, in May 2012. So I'm going to play a clip for you guys from John Pilger um, of him basically his thoughts on this situation because they always like to get his thoughts. <laughs> exaggeration to say that the treatment and persecution of Julian Assange is the way dictatorships treat a political prisoner. There is one reason for this. Julian and WikiLeaks have performed an historic public service by giving millions of people facts and why and how their governments deceive them secretly and often illegally. Why they invade countries, why they spy on us. Julian is singled out for special treatment for one reason only. He is a truth teller. His case is meant to send a warning to every journalist and every publisher. 
the kind of warning that has no place in a democracy. Uh, so that was uh, John Pilger speaking um, in front of a crowd in London, uh, basically about the Julian Assange case. And, and what he was getting at is that the acts that which the US government, the Swedish government, and the UK government, because they're, they're all three involved in this, closely involved in it, this is the same type of abusive state that European fascists like Hitler and Mussolini used in the first half of the last century, right? So anybody that opposed Hitler, he would throw them in jail just for opposing him. Anybody that opposed Mussolini, he would throw them in jail for opposing him. It didn't matter if it was the truth or if they were actually if they actually had a point, right, in opposing him or or if they were actually standing up for people who were being oppressed. It it didn't matter, right? They were political prisoners. If you if you um opposed Hitler, you opposed Mussolini, you opposed these fascist governments um in Europe, you were sent to jail. Or you were probably tortured or killed, right? Um, and here we are in 2020, and the same things are happening, right? We, we've we've gone back to European fascism, right? Um, so it's clear um, that we should be adamant as global citizens that this type of governance is should be forbidden, right? It, it should absolutely be forbidden. We should never be having to have this conversation um, in 2020 about a journalist um, being imprisoned or, or a whistleblower like Chelsea Manning being imprisoned for simply doing a public service of telling the truth, right? Whether that's in Canada, um, Barbados, Ghana, Latin America, or anywhere else for that matter, pardon me, we should not be tolerating um, th these types of human rights violations, right? So, it's clear to me, right, that journalism, activism, and, and, and free speech, as well as our privacy rights, they're being violently attacked right now from many different directions, right? European-style fascism is well and truly alive in, in the 21st century, unfortunately. So, just to go back to Assange. So, Assange requested political asylum, um... In an Ecuadorian embassy in London in 2012. So he was falsely accused of rape in Sweden, right? And he was charged under the Espionage Act in the US, right? So just to clarify, the trade to, to accuse him of rape in Sweden um, has since been uh, found that there's no. There's actually no evidence to suggest that he did any of this. It was just fabricated. Of course it was. Um, but they refused to, to basically drop the charge. Sweden refuses to drop the charge. Um, they're doing this illegally, by the way. Like, So even though there's no evidence to suggest that Assange is guilty of anything, they still refuse to drop the charge. So what would happen is... Assange would be, well, when Assange was um, in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, if he had stepped foot out of the embassy, he would be arrested, he would be sent to Sweden, 
where he would be extradited to the US, right? Now, just just to just to uh, clarify and and to basically give a little more detail into to the situation, I'm gonna play a clip uh, from basically the UN, well, a representative um, of the UN Human Rights Organization, and basically his opinion on the matter and the UN's opinion on the matter because. The UN itself, they had a trial, um, and they determined that Assange should have should have been released. So, I'm just gonna play this clip for you guys. The working group has concluded that this current situation of Jutulian Assange in the Equatorian Embassy in London is a detention situation, and the working group has also concluded that situation of detention is arbitrary because of the isolation nature of his first detention in prison in the United Kingdom and that his federal rights have been violated by the lack of due diligence in the investigation. And on that basis, the working group recommend that the two states involved bring this situation to an end and find an appropriate compensation to the victim of the situation. For Julian Assange, who is the victim of the situation which has been reported to the working group, this means that the situation needs to come to an end and that he needs to regain his freedom of movement and go wherever he wants to go. But it doesn't mean anything against the criminal prosecution which he was facing. The working group didn't have any jurisdiction to terminate that procedure. Now, basically what he said at the end there was that re regarding the um, the case in Sweden, they don't really have um, any jurisdiction over that. So, the Swedish government is basically ignoring the UN. The US government is also ignoring the UN and the UK government is also ignoring the UN. Um, so, again, this is this is the problem um, with how power works in, in 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 our global society, right? You have the UN Human Human Rights Organization, who is supposed to be an authority um, over human rights and and make sure that people are not being abused by governments or or any corporations or any other private body for that matter, right? And they're being completely ignored. Like it's almost like they don't really matter, right? So the level of criminality, right, involving the British government, the Swedish government, um, and the U.S. It, it's it's frankly unacceptable, right? It is grotesque. It is inhumane. Um, the way that they they're treating Assange as a journalist, and the way that they treat whistleblowers and activists who challenge po um, their power in general, right? It, it's just it's grotesque, right? So. Assange was spied on inside of the embassy. Um, they installed hidden cameras and, and recording devices. They had conversations recorded of him talking to his lawyer. That's also illegal. Um, you know, they recorded him. They basically got a company, um, a contracting company to come in and record and, and install cameras and stuff to spy on him, right? This is, again, this is torture. Um, and, and this is 
clear abusive state, clear abusive power. Um, and I just want to point out that they have literally spent millions of dollars of taxpayer money um, to torture and, and abuse a journalist, right? Uh, estimates uh, have come out that the British government themselves, they spend $20 million a year um, on this operation, basically because they have a bunch of 24-7 police outside of the embassy where Assange was staying. And, you know, obviously... This is a very heavy operation to keep up. You you have cameras at every turn. Um, you basically spying on all his family members. You're spying on all his associates, right? Uh, so this is a very pricey operation. And it's, it's basically coming out of taxpayer dollars, right? So Assange is, is a, in my eyes, a hero um, to not just American people, but people all over the world. And governments are using our taxpayer dollars, uh, money that should be used for policies to help us. And they're using it to basically torture a journalist um, that is trying to provide facts and truth, you know. Um, so it's quite disturbing the lengths um, that power will go to to maintain uh, their power uh, in in. in in the global uh, world, global society, in my bad. But in my opinion, this this is the legacy of NATO. When many people talk about NATO, this is the legacy of NATO. U.S. and U and U.K. military forces joining together um, to violate fundamental human rights. Right? How how does any of this make the world safer? Right? That that's a question that that needs to be asked when when. When we speak about when politicians speak about national security, right? In my opinion, NATO is a massive force, right? All NATO is is about maintaining U.S. Um, and their allies' political, military, and most importantly, economic power around the world, right? This this is modern capitalism. This is how capitalism works in tandem with military powers and also. Uh, various intelligence agencies, right? They're, they're all is 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 all a um concentrated effort to maintain um U.S. hegemony and and basically their allies' political and and economic power around the world, right? So most crucially, WikiLeaks published uh, documents in two thousand and twelve. From the Hillary Clinton campaign um, that showed that Citibank literally chose Obama's cabinet in 2008, right after the U.S. banks, investment banks, crashed the the world economy. Right. So, the Obama administration then proceeded to use billions of dollars of taxpayer money to rescue the U.S. economy, um, bail out the banks. Right. Bear in mind. There were no bankers that were arrested for this, right? Um, and I, I will be covering the specifics of the cause of the crash in a future episode um, as it relates to why our, our economy and why capitalism is unsustainable and why it's actually fundamentally 
uh, flawed and why it's broken. Um, so the, these crashes, um, these economic crashes, they're built into the system, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. Right, but we'll be discussing that in another episode. Uh, but again, WikiLeaks and Assange are publishing documents that expose the inner workings of power and, and money interests. Right, so Citibank and basically Goldman Sachs and all these different investment banks—they spent millions of dollars funding um, President Obama's 2008 campaign. Right. And when he got into office, what do you know? The same people who Citibank CEO requested be in his cabinet, all of them were in his cabinet except for one person. That was Hillary Clinton. And I believe that we touched on this um, in the episode concerning the mainstream media and the co- sorry, the corporate media and the business of propaganda. Uh, so we touched on this already, but. When Assange and, and WikiLeaks expose this type of this type of information, it literally makes him a target and an enemy of the state, right? So, by simply telling the truth, he's seen as an enemy, a, a a a threat. You know, like we have to eliminate him by any means. It doesn't even mean it. It doesn't even exclude violent means obviously because i mean he's being in my opinion and in the opinion of the un he's being tortured right now and he has been tortured um for the last eight or so years that he's been kept in confinement in the ecuadorian embassy but i'm gonna play a clip here um just so that you guys could understand how u.s politicians what they really think of Assange, right? So this this is this is just gonna show you guys that they have no concern for what is right or what is best for people, right? They just have their interests, um, and they're going to push those interests regardless, regardless of if it's true. If everyone knows that. This is what they're doing is illegal. What they're doing is inhumane. They're still gonna do it. Um, that is the level of criminality um, that governments are operating with um, in the world right now. Yeah, I'm glad that the wheels of justice are finally turning when it comes to Mr. Assange. I've never been a fan. I think what he did was despicable and dangerous. He's entitled to a fair trial, uh, but he put a lot of people's lives at risk, and uh, I hope he meets justice. Well, I think it's about time. Uh, I think his uh, ability to uh, evade answering for what he's done and uh, is... been a long time coming. I look forward to see uh, what happens and what we can find out. This is certainly at the Intelligence Committee level been an issue for uh, some time, and uh, I think he had maximized, as said the Ecuadorians, the ability to uh, stay somewhere where you weren't answerable for uh, the things that you should be explaining why you did them and if uh, you don't have a good explanation you should have a penalty the president during the campaign repeatedly praised wikileaks constantly said i love wikileaks looking back at it do you think that was a mistake 
Well, I, I, I think any time people are releasing information that shouldn't be released, that's a troublesome thing. And I don't have anything else to say beyond that. I think Julian Assange has to face justice here. The extradition ought to be pursued quickly and effectively. The American people have a right to see him in court facing charges. And I hope that will happen quickly. So, as you can see, the politicians in America, they clearly don't like Assange, right? And the only reason they don't like him is because he is a truth teller. Is because he exposes their lies and their crimes, right? That is the only reason. And you hear the the the, the Republicans in that clip talking about, oh, you know, he deserves a fair trial, but he, you know, he has to answer for what he did. They are lying out their teeth, right? When you are charged with the Espionage Act, you do not receive a fair trial. You, you are guilty as charged. You receive a sentence. Right? So, again, they just outright lie again. You know, like, oh, he's going to come here. He deserves to answer for what he did. What did he do, Senator? What did he do, Congressman? Right? He told the truth. That's what he did. Right? And then they're, they're going to come and say, oh, you know, I don't like him. And, I, it, you know, it's complete bullshit. Right? Uh, and right now, you would hardly hear a peep, a single peep from so-called journalists in, 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 the, in the corporate media calling for the immediate release of, of Assange. You don't hear a peep about it, right? It's almost like Assange doesn't exist, right? Because you don't hear anything about it. Currently, he's sitting in a prison in Belmarsh. He's been removed from the embassy. Um... And you know this this has been ongoing for the last um i would say better part of ten years and in the main the mainstream media uh they act like it's, it's not happening right uh but again we cover the mainstream media uh and, and how they manufacture consent for these massive crimes against humanity at length uh in a previous episode so you should check that out if you if you missed it. It was, in my opinion, a good episode, very uh, informative. But um, I also want to add that WikiLeaks published uh, a document that exposed the fact that governments of Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Kuwait are they are funding terrorist groups in the Middle East. So this leak came from a set of emails. Um, that were released from the Clinton campaign in 2016, right? So the leak, uh, basically, it explained that U.S. Um, US intelligence and, and their government, they know uh, that the governments of Saudi Arabia and Qatar are funding radical terrorist groups in the Middle East, right? The, the U.S. intelligence, they know this. But yet, Saudi Arabia is one of the bigger and uh, the US's biggest allies, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia has billion dollar investments in, in American co corporations and they also receive huge uh, arms deals from the US. Um, 
so Saudi Arabia buys uh, basically all their military planes and and fighter jets and etc weapons of, of of war in my opinion right they buy all that stuff from the US right so it's a clear economic relationship there um, but was was even more disturbing um, is the fact that the US approved these arms deals right and then Saudi Arabia takes the US arms and then they go and commit genocide against the people um, of Yemen right so what's happening right now in Yemen is an illegal occupation um, of the Yemeni people by the Saudi Arabian government and UK forces are helping Saudi Arabia commit this genocide US forces are helping Saudi Arabia commit this genocide in fact NATO forces in general are helping uh, Saudi Arabia commit this genocide so that's France as well included in that right and other European countries right uh, but again this is what makes Assange a target right because he exposes you know the, the, the inner workings of power right and 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 it's very disturbing to see the level of criminality that governments are are are, are basically operating with you know because this is cr this is criminal right um there's there's no two ways about it so in my opinion WikiLeaks and, and and the founder Julian Assange they're doing a public service right uh, honestly they might be a part of of one of the most important turning points in modern history right we are at the brink of of European style fascism you know political prison prisoners they are now becoming commonplace and, and we can no no longer ignore the these threats to our, our freedom and liberty we simply cannot ignore it right it it is is reaching a point where we as global citizens our rights are just being stripped slowly but surely slowly but surely all of our rights are being stripped our privacy rights our rights to, um, our free speech rights freedom of information freedom of movement they're just being stripped and stripped and stripped right and you know this is not like a <clears throat> as i like to say a doomsday warning right um this is simply just a, a documentation of history and and it's important to to, to take notice to issues like this and to speak about them and document them um, as we, we go into the future you know we cannot let the powers that be erase history uh, we simply cannot let them do that uh, so I want to end this podcast uh, with a clip from the man himself Mr. Julian Assange and here we go what would happen if you walked out of this embassy? So I would be immediately arrested uh, by the British police and I would then uh, be extradited either immediately uh, to the United States or to Sweden. Mm. Uh, in Sweden I am not charged 
have already been previously cleared, etc. Yeah. So we're not certain exactly what would happen there, but then we know that the Swedish government has refused uh, to say that they will not extradite into the United States, uh, and they have extradited 100% of people that the US has requested since at least 2000. So over the last 15 years, every single person the US has tried to extradite from Sweden has been extradited, and they refuse to provide a guarantee. So it's, yeah. I mean, people often ask how you cope with the isolation here. Look, one of the best attributes of human beings is that they are adaptable. One of the worst attributes of human beings is they are adaptable. They adapt and start to tolerate abuses. They adapt to being involved themselves in abuses. They adapt to adversity and continue on. Uh, so, in my situation, frankly, I'm a bit institutionalized. This is this is the world. Yeah. Uh, visually, this is the world. Uh, it's a world without sunlight, for one thing, isn't it? It's a world without sunlight, but I haven't seen sunlight in so long. Thank you for listening to another episode of I've Been Thinking About It. My name is Christian Yearwood, your host, of course. This has been another great episode. I enjoyed making it for you guys. I would like you guys to also share um, if you have any comments, if you have um, any requests about topics that you would like me to cover in the future, um, you could get into contact with me. Uh, we are IBTBI Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. That's how you could dm us or or send a tweet to us uh again thank you for listening thank you for your time peace